Welcome to the Brain People Podcast, a show where four mental health experts team up to bring you practical tools for overcoming mental health challenges. The Brain People don't replace your doctor or therapist, but we will give you some extra tools to help you on your journey. So join us as we fight mental illness, one episode at a time. Welcome everyone to the Brain People Podcast. My name is Dr. Katie Elson. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and joining me is... Dr. Daniel Vinas, psychiatrist. Yes, and I just want to start off by saying I'm so grateful for the Brain People Podcast. Are you grateful for the Brain People Podcast? Super grateful. I look forward to this time all the time. It's just such a great time to think about mental health and to share. And I get excited just thinking about all the people that are listening and enriched by the information that we've been given. Yes. And I noticed that you're smiling as you're talking about this, right? And of course, you know, this has something to do with our episode. Today, we're going to be talking about gratitude, right? The things that we are grateful for and emphasizing the importance of gratitude for our mental health. Now, some of our viewers or listeners might be thinking, oh, but we just passed Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving's already passed. But so why are we talking about gratitude? Well, I think it's important for all of our viewers and myself included to remember that gratitude is not just a an event that happens once a year and we remember things that we're thankful for, but really it should be something that we cultivate throughout the year. And I think it's super important to realize that gratitude is one of the key factors for optimal mental health. And frankly, I think without a regular practice of gratitude, people are not going to have optimal mental health. Yeah. So it's not just a holiday, right? It's really a lifestyle, how we can cultivate gratitude as a lifestyle. Exactly. So maybe let's start with the basics of what is gratitude? Because I think maybe we don't cultivate it because we don't fully understand what gratitude is. Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, gratitude actually comes from the root Latin word gratia. And gratia actually means grace, graciousness, or gratefulness. And it kind of depends on the, 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 um, the context. But basically, when you really think about gratitude, it really encompasses all of these words in one respect or another. And it really has to do with focusing on something that we've received from outside of ourselves that we're thankful for and we're showing appreciation for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love how Dr. Emmons, he wrote a book called Thanks. Right. And he's one of the leading researchers. He says that there's two main components. There's the affirmation of the goodness, right? Seeing that there is goodness. And then the acknowledgement that that goodness, a lot of it is comes outside of yourself. Right. And I, I love that because it's not just we, I think sometimes oversimplify gratitude and just say, Oh, I'm grateful. I'm thankful, but it goes beyond. It's this deep process of really thinking intentionally about what we're grateful for and what is the source of that gratitude. That's a really good point. And I love that element of gratitude because we we see that uh, also in the research too, that gratitude is amazing at connecting us with things beyond ourselves. Because, and and I think in this world, it's so easy to get focused on ourselves, like, you know, my needs and what I want. And, you know, it really 
self-centered sort of society and way of being. And a lot of it is, is survival because people are highly stressed. And so it's easy to get focused on that, but gratitude really transcends that and says, no, you know what? I realize that I need things outside of myself. And when I receive them, I'm going to take time to actually notice. And so that can be, of course, being grateful to other people, but it can also be connecting us and being grateful to a higher power, to God for the gifts that he gives us as well. Yes. And I like that you said, you know, take time. It's like little stop signs in our lives to just pause. Because if you think about it, I can't be grateful in a very fast paced life. I need to pause and acknowledge the gifts that I'm receiving. Absolutely. And I think when we do that, it actually helps us to really cope with the stressors and it helps everything to kind of slow down. And in reality, it's probably one of the best kind of grounding techniques that we we could use to, to slow down when we intentionally practice it. Yeah. So we've talked about what is gratitude, but let's talk a little bit more about the benefits because some people might be thinking, of course, yeah, gratitude is great. But we really want to sell them on this, right? Because we know the benefits. Um, and I hope that people can walk away from this episode and be like, I want to practice a lifestyle of gratitude. So what are some of the benefits of gratitude? Well, generally speaking, people that are grateful are more happy if they practice gratitude consistently. And they're also more relationally connected. And they're less stressed. And so I think those factors are very important. And I'm just thinking about one study that I was looking at earlier. And it's a very interesting study. Uh, A lot of the gratitude research has been done by Dr. Emmons at UC Davis and Dr. McCullough at the University of Miami. And they did one study where they had participants basically write a few sentences about their week and they did that and and basically they had one group wrote about things that they were grateful for that occurred during the week the second group wrote about the irritations the things that really got on their nerves and then the third wrote about events that had affected them but there was really no emphasis on whether they had to be positive or negative and so they did this for 10 weeks and what they found after 10 weeks is that those that had the gratitude assignment were more optimistic and they felt a lot better about their lives. But what I thought was really interesting and actually surprised the researchers is that they actually tended to exercise more and they had less visits to medical professionals as well. And so we can see that, you know, gratitude, obviously it helps us feel better, be more positive and optimistic, but also it even affects us physically as well. Yeah. So there's a ripple effect. It doesn't just make me feel good for the moment, which often we think about gratitude just in the moment, but it really impacts different areas of our lives and even our physical health. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about, you know, the exercise piece, one of the the elements that actually makes it difficult for people to exercise is, is the lack of motivation. And yes. so I'm thinking we, I mean, I'm just hypothesizing here. I'm guessing that gratitude somehow actually can help to increase people's motivation for doing positive things. And so it's like almost this upward spiral that can start to take place. Yeah. And I was just thinking, you know, some people might be thinking, oh, well, I don't write down my irritations. But <laughs> for me, when I think about whether in my personal life or with my clients, the equivalent might be venting, right? It's the time that you're spending and what are you spending that time on? Are you spending thinking or talking about things you're grateful for? 
or are you venting and focusing on the irritations of life? That's very true. And I, I know it's so easy for us to automatically go to the negative and somehow for most people, it, it just, it, it's almost like water goes downhill and it's just like, it's so easy to go to that negative place, but gratitude, we have to be more intentional with it and it does take work. But I think like anything, you know, when we work at something that's good and can be helpful, we actually, it helps us feel better, even though it is, is more work. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it does take time, but it definitely pays off in the end. And one thing to probably clarify is gratitude is not, not seeing the negative, right? Because a lot of people see the negative because of their past experiences and trying to it's very adaptive, right? If I look for the negative, maybe I can prevent it or control it or address it somehow. So gratitude is not this false positivity where I'm being grateful for things and I'm avoiding what's possible dangerous or um, any negative in my life. It's You can acknowledge it, but it's really what am I choosing to cultivate? Absolutely. And I, I really like that because it it reminds us, I mean, what, what, what comes to my mind is the idea that even in the most difficult of circumstances, we shouldn't live in denial and be like, oh, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But as we cultivate healthy gratitude, we can believe that good can still come out mm-hmm. of difficult situations. And that's why we can be grateful. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think, especially when you have a belief, a spiritual belief, a belief in God, then it's easier to have that sense of gratitude because you're trusting like, okay, even though I don't understand this and maybe I don't like it, I can still be grateful that good can come out of it. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of, I read this quote that says, when you can't see God's hand, trust his heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so there's that idea there's like, okay, I can still be grateful, even though I might not be grateful for this particular thing, I can be grateful in it. You know, and it makes me think there's this, this, um, this verse actually in first Thessalonians chapter five that says, be grateful in all things. It doesn't say be grateful for all things, mm. but be grateful in all things. And so I think, you know, as we trust that God can bring good out of it, that, that helps. Yeah. You can probably think about individuals that you know that have that attitude, right? No matter what they're going through. They have something that they can hold on to, something that they can be grateful for. And it's amazing. It's inspiring, really, because it's not easy. No, it's not at all. I mean, I, I was thinking about the story of uh, Corey Ten Boom. Some of our listeners might be familiar with her, but she was alive during uh, World War II. And she and her family helped to house uh, many of the Jews that were as escaping Nazi Germany because of persecution. and. And so she and her sister and her whole family actually ended up going into the concentration camps um, themselves. Well, it was terrible quarters. I mean, dirty and uh, just musty and flea infested. And yet they were believers. They, they and, and they read in the Bible, they read that verse in First Thessalonians 5 that we need to be grateful in all things. And Corey told her sisters like, but we can't be thankful because with these fleas and everything and, and her sister, bless her heart. She was like, no, the the Bible says that you have to be thankful. So, so they did. They said, okay, we're going to thank God even about the fleas. And so they did. And, you know, it was amazing because not that long after 
her sister actually found out that one of the reasons they had so much freedom in their bunker there or their quarters there in the concentration camp and the guards didn't bother them too much is because there were so many fleas. And so, of course, they weren't happy for the flea bites and that sort of thing, but they were able to see how God used the fleas so that they could have more more freedom to Mm -hmm. live their lives and to do things that were good. Yeah, I love that story, right? Because none of us would think, oh, definitely to be grateful for fleas, but it took time to be able to recognize that, right? They trusted, yes, but it took time to finally recognize the blessings of that circumstance. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that, and that story is a good example too, of how, you know, gratitude often doesn't come natural to us. And Corey was like, oh, no, can't do it. But when she did it intentionally, even though she maybe didn't feel the emotion right away, later on, when she realized what was actually happening, the emotion came and it was almost like gratitude by faith sort of thing. Yes, definitely. I like that gratitude by faith. And some of our viewers or listeners, we might just encourage them to start trying to be grateful, even if we don't convince them by the end of this episode that it's something that's beneficial to them, maybe to just start practicing it. Absolutely. And and I think that that's what I've tried to do in my life too, because, you know, you're like, can this really help that much? But as you practice and you, you, you really will start seeing the benefits and it actually does get easier with time. At first, it can be kind of like annoying and just like, why am I doing this? You feel like you're going through the, the motions. It's not really making a difference. But over time, it does. Yeah. Now, are there any other benefits that you want to highlight before we start talking about how to cultivate gratitude? Yeah. The other aspect that I think is super important to understand is that gratitude actually sets the stage for deeper relational connection. And uh, they did one study, for example, that um, where they had couples that took the time to express gratitude for their partner. And what they found is that the couples then felt more positive toward one another and they felt more comfortable expressing concerns about their relationship with each other, which I thought was really interesting because it, it shows that gratitude actually can help people feel more safe with it with with each other when they're expressing that gratitude it brings about a sense of connection i'm i'm cer- certain that there must be oxytocin that's in, involved and so as you do that then you feel safer with that person you feel connected and it opens you up in a healthy way and that's powerful coming from like a clinician's perspective right we might often focus on conflict resolution and trying to address the conflict but just knowing that by investing in cultivating gratitude in a relationship that naturally, like it's a byproduct, that then you're able to express those concerns more openly and then resolve them as well. Yeah. And I, and I love what you're saying there because essentially what's happening is that you shift the thinking and the way of being to from more conflict oriented, like I'm going to win this argument or I'm going to show how I'm correct and I'm going to use the right way of doing it to know, you know what, we're a team and we're going to work through this together. And I think that team mentality makes it so much easier to actually resolve conflict, to work through difficult things. So we see kind of intrapersonal benefits, right? Within myself, being more positive, being happier, 
um, even resulting in exercise and fewer physician visits. But then we also see, right, interpersonal benefits of building relationships, you know, strengthening those bonds. And so it's beautiful. It's really kind of both for ourselves and for our relationships around us. Absolutely. Yeah. And the research really supports those relationships with gratitude and love as well as gratitude and interpersonal trust. And I think those things all uh, belong together. And again, when we think about how that can then affect our ability to deal with stress and the difficult things in, in life, because um, one, one of the biggest things that they, that, that the research shows when we're dealing with, with stress is that when we have a sense of connection, we're not alone, that this actually allows us to handle almost, almost anything. Yeah. And so we start to, when we start to unpack it, we realize that gratitude in a way is kind of like almost a, a, a gateway, um, a, a gateway practice, if you will, or a gateway, what's the word I'm looking for where, you know, it's something you do on a regular basis. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it's a discipline. That's the word I'm a gateway discipline to so many other positive benefits. Yeah. I was thinking about a couple of clients recently who've expressed um, that they've been able to be more grateful towards individuals that have hurt them in the past. Hmm. And so when you were talking about gateway, I was thinking of gratitude can often be a gateway to forgiveness. That's true. And that we know that there are many benefits to forgiveness, but thinking about um, whether it was a parent, right, that hurt you in the past or someone else, um, we may not agree with what happened, right? It may not have, it may have been very hurtful, but knowing that you could still be grateful, even in very terrible circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot to that because when we, it's easy not only to focus on the negative aspects of our lives and what's going on, but it's also easy to focus on the things we don't like about people or how they've hurt us. But when we actually take the time to be grateful for people and realize that even in people that have hurt us, maybe there's some good qualities or maybe there's some good things that have come out. It, again, I think that can help with forgiveness, like you're saying, and also with the, the, a bonding element. And of course, we need to be careful if someone's hurt us and they're not safe uh, to form that relationship to we, I'm not saying that you should just, oh, you know, forgive and forget and trust mm -hmm. them. So there's that element of safety, but being grateful overall, I think really can set the stage for that. Yeah. I love this quote. It says, your psychological well-being depends less on the things that happen to you and more on the things you pay attention to. Gratitude will shift your brain's attention. The, this is from uh, Dr. Korb, who's the author of The Upward Spiral, as you mentioned before, using neuroscience to reverse the course of depression one small change at a time. Hmm. So gratitude allows us to shift right, our attention to things. So we could see both the negative and the positive, but it's choosing to shift our attention. Yeah. And some people talk about our attention being kind of like a spotlight. And so that's really what it does, right? It, it shifts the, the spotlight from being on the dark things that we don't necessarily want to think about because they're not making us so happy to the things that are brighter and more positive. And again, it doesn't mean that we're ignoring 
that maybe we're going through some difficulties, but it's, it's inspiring us with a sense of hope and realizing that even though there's some hard things, there's a lot of really good things in my life too. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, even when five or 10% of my life is hard, 90% is still really good, you know, but, but it's often so the spotlights on the five to 10%. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about how can we shift that attention? How can we start cultivating gratitude? Yeah, I think there's quite a few different ways to do that. I mean, obviously doing a gratitude journal, I mean, that's a pretty classic suggestion that a lot of people talk about and actually practice. And I think it can be a really helpful one, but if you're like me, sometimes I'll start writing a gratitude journal and then mm -hmm. I'm just not, it's hard for me to be really regular with it. And, and I feel strongly about, so strongly about gratitude. I, I really believe it's something that ideally we should try to practice every day and, and throughout may, the day. Yeah, exactly. Throughout the day. And, and so I, I like to find even simpler ways. So sure, a gratitude journal can be great. Just writing for things that you're grateful for. And by the way, one, one time I had a patient who shared this with me and I thought it was really amazing. And he, and he said, you know, I'm starting to not just write down the things that I'm grateful for, but why I'm grateful mm -hmm. for that. And I thought that was really neat because that opens up then other things you're grateful for. For example, if I say, well, I'm grateful because I have a car. Well, why? Because it allows me to go to work and that allows me to help people. And I really enjoy that. And I'm grateful that I get to help people and work with people. And so it, it really helps open up to other things that we can be grateful for too. So yeah, gratitude journal is a great way, but there's other even simpler ways if, if you're not ready to maybe start there. I know one simple way is just to start associating gratitude with something you do every day. For example, uh, maybe when you brush your teeth, um, in the morning, or if you don't do it in the morning, I mean, you know, you're supposed to, <laughs> um, I, you know, whatever you brush your teeth for the day, uh, you can practice saying, you know, every time I brush my teeth, I want to remember at least two things that I'm grateful for. And that's a simple way because you brush your teeth every day, hopefully at least <laughs> once. <laughs> and, and then you're associating that behavior with something you do anyway. Mm. Yeah, and one thing that I like to add to that, both related to the why, um, but it's to be very specific with what you're saying. And I say that because often we do this. We say, I'm so grateful for family. I'm so grateful for car, for work, right? These very big categories mm -hmm. that doesn't train our brain to really see the details in life. So um, one of the challenges I give my clients is if you're going to do gratitude journal, they have to be different things every single day. You can never repeat yourself. Never. And so, for example, that might, instead of saying I'm grateful for family, that might say, today I was talking with my sister and, um, you know, she said this one thing and it just meant so much to me. Most likely your sister won't say the exact same thing the next day. So it's being very specific and that's training your brain to find the details in your life that you're grateful for. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. And I think it's so easy to t make these generalizations, but it's much less likely to actually really foster more of those, those pos positive emotions and a, and a deeper appreciation for why you really are grateful for that person or that thing or that flower or whatever it is. Cause you might be like, Oh yeah, I'm grateful for flowers. Well, 
what is it about and which flower and mm-hmm. <laughs> and why and all of this and then it really starts to bring up it, it becomes much more experiential mm-hmm. and i think it's almost like for our emotions to engage we have to have more of an experience rather than just kind of this logical like okay i'm going to go through the emotions and do it and it's like okay that might help some but if you really want to get the benefit then make it more holistic. It's kind of like what you were mentioning before with grounding, right? The way to really ground properly is to really intensify the experience. Mm-hmm. What do I see? What do I smell? What do I touch, etc. And the same thing for flowers, right? What am I grateful for? What are the smell, the 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 intricate colors and the shapes and going into much detail helps deepen the experience. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another way that um, people actually often experience a lot of gratitude is actually through prayer. Prayer and and meditation can be a wonderful way uh, to just really connect with God's heart and just stop. Because sometimes we just, we pray and we say, okay, God, I want this and this. But how often do we really spend time really specifically, especially since we're talking about, you know, specifics, just saying like, wow, God, I'm really grateful for you, you know? And I'm grateful not just because, your God and your way up there in the sky or whatever, because of the specific things that you're doing in my life, because of the specific character attributes of who I knew you to be, you know, then we start getting more into that experience of who God is. And it's a much more relational aspect. It, you know, cause, cause I could tell my wife, for example, like, yeah, I'm grateful for you, but it's a lot more meaningful if I tell her, like, I'm grateful because you take the time to, you know, care for our children and you take the time to pay attention to what I really need and, and desire and that you care about like, you know, um, what food I like and (laughs) little things, Mm -hmm. but that really enriches the experience. Both for you and for your wife. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about gratitude. It is such a, a two way street, especially when it takes place in the context of a relationship. And sure, we can we can do it, you know, do the gratitude journal and all of that. But I think it really multiplies the joy when we share our gratitudes. Yes. You know, when we take the time to actually, whether it's sharing it with God or sharing it with other people. And I've noticed this even in church too. Like it's it's really interesting because in our church it's a really small church. And so we have a time of, of um sharing prayer requests and gratitudes. And at first people are often kind of like, there's one hand, but then someone starts sharing something they're grateful for and like, Oh, you know, this happened this week. And I saw, I was blessed this way. And then it's like, suddenly you see all these hands. Mm-hmm. It, you it's, know, contagious. it's contagious. Right. And I think we need to practice having these seasons of gratitude, you know, with our, with our friends and with our uh, family and, and really making it even though it sounds almost kind of ritualistic and mechanic, it's not like it, it starts to feel like really spontaneous in the moment and, and a lot of joy. I used to have a, a time with my, where I used to work, where we'd come together. And before we started any meeting, we would do accolades. What are we grateful for one another? What are the praises of one another? And it really bonded us. And it, I remember just that practice alone, knowing that Friday was coming and we would have a time to uh, to mention these things, I would be thinking about it throughout the week, right? And so I think that also applies to, for us, right? When we have, when we're intentional about being grateful, 
then we're thinking actively about it throughout the day or throughout the week. Absolutely. Yeah. You're making me think, hmm, maybe we should try that in our <laughs> yeah. year too, because that, that could be something to look forward to. And so I think having uh, certain times of the week and of course, times of the day is a wonderful way to practice gratitude. Now, another thing to consider is that the benefits of gratitude are not always immediately apparent, right? So some research shows that it can even take up to four to 12 weeks and so I think that's just an encouragement for our viewers and our listeners to, as you start practicing, right, to start, it's kind of like when you start going to the gym, right? You may not see the benefits right away, but to keep at it because what's amazing is not only can it take up, you know, to 12 weeks, but the benefits are long lasting. There's some research studies that show that they had them write gratitude letters, just a one time thing, and it lasted up to six months, the benefits of gratitude. So maybe you might have a slow start. You might feel the benefits right away. Great. Um, but if not, we want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. That's right. Yeah, I think it's it's so important. And again, even though at first, if you're not used to being grateful, it might feel really mechanical and like, oh, uh, this isn't doing anything. If you hang in there, it gets easier and you'll start to see that benefit. And pretty soon it's going to be second nature. And you're going to be like, hey, I'm just tending to actually look for the positive. And that becomes really exciting when you start realizing like, oh, wow, I'm looking for the positive in people and the positive even in difficult situations. And it really changes uh, the way that you live your life. And interestingly enough, people actually will want to be around you more <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know about you, Katie, but, you know, when I'm around positive people, I'm like, yeah, I want to be around that person more because mm -hmm. it, it's so nice. But when the opposite is also true, right? Yeah. Now thinking about, you know, we're wanting people to start cultivating gratitude from here moving forward, right? But also I was thinking about with the holiday season, we can also kind of look back to individuals or experiences that we've had and be grateful for those as well and then take time to express it. So I, I mentioned that because Maybe you haven't been as grateful for things in the past and you can still go to that person during Christmas and say, you know, I was just thinking about the X thing that you did. And I just want to say that I'm really grateful for that. Right? That's powerful. Something that maybe, you know, that person wished they, they could have heard from you before, but being intentional, not just about the things to be grateful for of what happens today or in the future, but even things that have happened in the past. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And it reminds me of the study they actually did for where people forgot to, or they didn't thank someone that they should have. And then they wrote a thank you card and gave it to them. And in the study, they saw immediate results like of happiness because uh, those people, well, I'm guessing that they, they were, it was almost like kind of, of course, they were happy to see the other piece, person happy. It was probably kind of a relief. Like I should have thanked them before, but I didn't. And so it really multiplied their happiness. Yeah. And it really reminds me of what I, I call sometimes the, the three phases of gratitude, which is, you know, we can be grateful for things from the past. We can be grateful for things in the present. And then we can also be grateful for things in the future. And especially, you know, when we're when we have that belief in a God that loves us and, and, and cares, then we can be confident in the future and know that good is in store for us. So any takeaways for our viewers and our listeners for today? Well, I would say the takeaway is really 
gratitude leads to better relationships. It leads to more happiness. It, it really leads to the, the capacity to, um, feel a deeper and richer sense of your world and, 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 and life really. And, and yeah, it doesn't always come naturally for us, but take the time to be intentional, cultivate gratitude. There's many different ways to do that. And in the end, you'll find yourself a lot happier, healthier, and your relationships will be better too. And I'll just add to that as kind of a challenge for our viewers and listeners, whether it's a gratitude journal, whether it's something more personal or a thank you card, a gratitude letter, a gratitude visit, whatever it may be, start practicing gratitude. And I'm not always 100% confident on things, but this is something I'm confident about that if they start, they will see benefits. Absolutely. And I like what you said earlier, ideally, even throughout the day. And that's where sometimes in the morning, it's easier for me to be grateful. (laughs) And so then I try to remind myself, okay, you know, three things, three times a day is kind of a good good mantra for me. And I'm like, okay, if I, if I remember at noon and then the evening, so that can keep you in that more positive mindset throughout the day. So we'll just close by saying we are grateful for you all watching, right? And we hope to see you next episode. Yes, we are very grateful. Thank you. (laughs) So if you only take away one thing from today's show, remember this, if mental illness is a whole person problem, then it must have a whole person solution. My name is Dr. Katie Elson. And I'm Dr. Daniel Binus. And you've been listening to the The Brain Brain People People Podcast. Podcast. Thanks for listening. To hear more episodes, find us on social media, or support us financially, visit thebrainpeoplepodcast.com. 